Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that DNVR code to get ridiculous odds boost with a new account. I'm Rudo, joined by AJ Hafley. We talked a little bit about Andre Burkowski and Nazem Kadri today, or yesterday? Yeah, days. They blend together. We're going to talk more about Kadri today because uh turns out there's a lot to dive into on this player and... Uh, expectations are he's going to be quite important for the avalanche in this upcoming season. So AJ, I I asked this on yesterday's show as well, but to reiterate, does Kadri need to be the abs fourth best player forward? Let's say forward, because obviously McCarr and Kemper could be more important at defense and goaltender. Uh, Yeah, I think he needs to be, you know, barring like Burakovsky having a crazy year. Sure. So at absolute worst, he's got to be a top five forward for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, top five uh, is pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Hard to 
I mean, I guess maybe there's the universe where Berkey and Newhook both go to the moon. But yeah, <laughs> that's probably a pretty good one to live in. Those, uh, yeah, those. That's some serious. Uh, you're living the dream at that point. <laughs> so, yeah. So the reality yeah. is, Kadri is extremely important to this hockey team. Arguably significantly more important than last year even when it comes to the fact that the abs aren't going to have the top six scoring depth certainly and maybe the forward depth Mm -hmm. in general so they're going to get more out of him i mean they lose so they lose brandon sod um they lose 20 goals gone uh they lose jonas donskoy uh who was uh, I think I think scored more goals yeah, last year. High end goals, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was like seventeen of them. Those are gone. Yep. Just right off the top, you just yeah. lost. You just lost right about forty goals. Darren Helm gonna not replace very much of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just need Darren Helm to replace Belmar's like seven points. All those empty netters he got. At the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And, you know, there's some expectations that New Hook will replace some of that in one way or another. Yeah. I, I'm, it's not my most popular take, but I'm expecting GT Comfort to bounce back to being a serviceable. Yeah. Give you like 15 uh, goals or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I kind of expect that. As and well. that I'm hopeful. That they get 15 out of Jost and Nachushkin? Yeah. That certainly. You would feel a lot better about their depth if Jost shows up game one and is playing like he was at the end of last season. Yeah. Go a long, long way for them as far as that's concerned. But Yep. And that's another that's another pod that we'll, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely get into that later to on. Yeah. I always kind of dread the jost stuff just because you get like those there's things. no middle ground on that kid yeah either. like the, the, <laughs> the extremes on him where yeah. it's like oh this guy's gonna justify the top 10 billing and he's oh i think he's just gonna keep getting better and it's like okay like it's okay to dream on but you know then then you get the other ones who are like he's useless can and, do nothing right yeah, why is he even in the NHL and both sides it's like Yeah, I mean we had yeah. we had somebody just a couple of days ago yep. in our in the the comments on one of our our uh when we did the Avalanche offseason last week uh review who said that the worst move was re-signing Tyson Jost. That was their worst move. Definitely so, was it's, not. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always just the the extremes of and, that conversation, and, and kind of Kadri's kind of put himself there too because I mean we had people yeah, in our a chat lot that of people who are against Kadri on this team. Well, and and we're oh they need to expose Kadri in the XD in the ex, yeah. in the expansion draft, and they would have absolutely lost him. Yeah, without a doubt, the fact that they took Donskoy like without a doubt would have lost him because go and look at Seattle centers. He would he be Seattle's one C? Yes, he should be. 
Yeah, yeah, you'd, I'd have him 1C over Gord. I guess, it, you know, they'd maybe split it, split time there, and whoever works better would do it. But but yeah, he would have been a, a steal for Seattle to take Kadri. There's no doubt about that. But, and and part of the reason we bring up Jost is because, realistically, that's what you're looking at as the next guy in line for 2C at the start of this season. Yeah, it's it's either Jost or Comfer, whichever yep. one they want to. And, and given what we saw with Jost last year, where Jost did move up when McKinnon was hurt and... Uh, existed on that line you know like there was some production there like it wasn't it wasn't like he moved up and disappeared but then in in like doing that against bad teams whatever that's all good and well the real the real indicator that joe's couldn't handle that job was in the vegas series and that's that's a tough job like you go from oh can he handle playing up against la and anaheim where it's like okay he did okay in that job all right well he can handle it against bad nhl teams too one of the very best NHL teams yeah. that that kicked the shit out of him. The, just frankly speaking, yeah. they, Tyson just drowned in that. Pick team. any number you want; it didn't look good. Yeah, it was a he. He was just overmatched. Yeah, that and and that's just the reality of the situation. Um, he can't yeah. handle that job, so that's that's yeah. where Kadri's importance starts. Yeah. Is that Joe starts and ends with Kadri basically? And we've known for years JT Confer can't handle it because they keep yeah. trying to give it to him. He has never succeeded on the second he's, line. <laughs> he's like there. He's, he's like there's there's a hole in that lineup. And la- in the last two years, Donskoy filled it. Yep, that guy's gone. Now it's on Confer. Yep, that's maybe Confer. Maybe Newhook, because we right. still just I mean, don't really know where Newhook right. fit for, into that plan. For now, put Newhook into a box of we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's where how how we expect uh how we expect um Confer to get used could easily be the same usage that Newhook gets. Yeah, definitely. Where a top six wing job, if a center spot opens up, maybe he slides into that if he's playing well. He, you could easily envision Newhook in that exact role, but actually doing well with it. Yeah, it definitely could. If he it accelerates his career that quickly, that dude is going to get paid very soon. But <laughs> we'll, yeah. uh, we'll yeah. see. Also, the abs should be like significant cup favorites if new hook has broken out this year to that extent yeah. but yeah but again we'll see with new hook we'll get to that when we're mid-season and you have a feel for what he's rounding out in in the nhl but for cadre specifically the avs we we touched on this a little bit yesterday the avs need more consistency out of him they need him to not go 20 games with one point. But. Yeah, it was, it was 20 games with uh, one goal. Yeah. Yeah. Is that and, what? and that's where, I mean, that's where Kadri, we've talked yeah. about Kadri. He's, like, he's, he's always been. He's, a yeah. He's last year. It was frustrating because it felt like he was trying to force it, force yep. the breakthrough, yep. you know, to, to get him through that, that's the tough stretch and 
it felt like he was doing that at the expense of his line mates. He wasn't ever passing to them. And we've talked like in the past, like he's a selfish center as it is. He's a shoot first guy. There's always going to be some of that in his game. Yeah. That's that element exists. But last year it was to a degree that was frustrating. Well, and, and you know, we saw at the end of that ice cold streak as he started to come out of it a little bit, it was because he was using his teammates. He started picking up a couple assists here and there and, and distributing the puck a little bit more. And, you know, obviously what happened in the playoffs happened after that. But yeah, um, it's it's a tough spot when you get into a cold streak that long with a player like Kadri because five, six, seven, maybe even ten games, you're telling a player like that, shoot or shoot, right? Just shoot yourself through the cold streak. Yeah. So those 20 games, by the way, um, one goal, three assists, 52 shots on goal. Yeah. He shot 1.9%. That's uh, cataclysmically low. (laughs) That's not sustainable, I don't think. But yeah. So, which again, to my point, like most of the time, a player of Kadri's caliber with Kadri's scoring ability is going to shoot himself out of a a slump like that. So just for, just because I'm kind of going through these splits right now, Mm -hmm. the first 30 games of the season, 10 goals. Yep. On 102 shots, he shot 9.8%. Below below his career average, but that's, not going to complain about it, yeah. Not so much lower that you're like, oh my god, this Anything guy. Anything around ten, and you're happy, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's not, it's not like here comes the breakout, you know. <laughs> Instead, it was the exact opposite because after that thirty game mark, he starting in game thirty one, uh, it the last twenty six games, yeah, yeah, it was one goal. Six assists, uh, 68 shots. He shot 1.5%. Yeah, that's just unconscionable, basically. <laughs> that is unbelievable. 1.5% in twenty across 26 games. <laughs> and his total in the season was a 6.5% shooting percentage, mm-hmm. which in a season that he played at least 40 games, I think is tied for his lowest full stop shooting percentage of his career. Yeah. And, and you could see too, like, yes, he wasn't shooting his best, but during that stretch, he was definitely snake bit as well. Pucks just weren't going in for him. I mean, there were a couple of like, uh, so during that stretch, there was only one game where he had no shots on goal. Yeah. And most of these games, he has two or three, at least. And there were, just anecdotally, there were multiple, like, right on the doorstep where you're just like... It felt like... It felt like McKinnon the year before he finally broke out, where every night, the goalie's best save was against that dude. Yeah. So... Well, and then you remember the goal that ended it. Yeah, was was that one that he flipped in yep. up over With, whichever from no angle? Goal. Yeah, yeah, from from the goal line, he just yeah. flipped it in up over his head yep. late in the third period to tie the game. That was that 
That was their one regulation third period comeback win of the season. Yep. Followed up immediately the next night by them blowing their only third period regulation loss of the season. <laughs> that was fun. Good good memories. Good times. Good times. God, looking at this game log, I can't believe we sat through four games in a row against San Jose and four games in a row against St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, the uh, St. Louis wasn't that bad. The San Jose series was awful. <laughs> yeah. The St. the St. Louis one sucked because that was their second COVID pause. Yeah. And so they came back out of that with more guys with COVID and yep. it was just like uh they're icing half an NHL team basically. <laughs> um Brad to answer Brad's question, he had multiple six shot games this season. I think that was a wolf's question, but Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have they have icons that look similar enough that in passing I just Right, right over my head. My bad, dude. There's the icons are small. It's hard to see them like at all. Yeah, my that's on me. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, he had multiple six shot games this season. Um, during that goalless stretch, he did not have one, but he did have a couple of five shot games. So, and I remember that game. He had ten shots. He scored right. twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Good cadre, man. Going to put you on a quick spot here. Take no expectations from this prediction. But, AJ, how many points for Kadri? Well, let's let's not make it a prediction. What do the abs need for point total out of Kadri in the coming season? Um, I think they're I think they're right in the range of 50. Okay. Uh, like, I think 40 would be Enough. pushing dis- disappointment, yeah. but passable. 45, you're probably fine. You're probably just getting a little bit of bad percentage luck at 45. 50, it's right in the right range, and 60-something great has happened. And he was on 52-point pace last year, I believe, for an 82-game season. And that's that's all but four of his points came in the first 30 games. So, uh, obviously, he needs to be better. Right. Those extremes have to smooth out a little bit. A little more consistent. You take that 20-game stretch of one goal and four assists and split it into three or four-game chunks. Yeah. Where he's being effective, you know, every third, fourth, fifth night. He had such a a slow start to the season, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was that that 20-game stretch from games like 8 to 28, basically, where he... It was seven games, seven to thirty. Uh, that twenty-four game stretch, he had twenty-three points. Yeah, so there you go. Just couldn't miss for that stretch. But yeah. he was a he was a point per game player for a month. And I mean, the eternal question that we talk about all the time on this show. You know, if he was that much more consistent, he'd be a one C. But yeah, <laughs> true. But I think 40, 40 is is like their. Minimum, yeah. This could be problematic, but this is passable still. But it really needs to be more like 50. So, yeah, and like, it's a contract year, but he's also got enough of a track record. And even if if he has, even if he has 40 points, somebody will give him money in. Definitely, yeah. Free agency next year. A guy like Kadri, I don't think has to worry too much about the contract year 
but it's definitely going to help. It's not because because he's made as, the, as much money as he has in his career, even with being on a discount deal as long as he's been. Um, it won't be quite the same as it is like for Berkey, where this is the first time he's ever going to have a chance to sign a long-term contract. Yeah. Maybe the only long-term contract Berkey gets in his whole career. So I'm expecting I'm expecting yeah. a Burkowski like like 33 goal season and everything you know he just pops off yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like it's fully you're gonna get the best of the best from Berkey well, this year I mean let's be real regardless of the season Kadri has he has a reputation around the league some of that reputation is bad but a lot of that reputation yeah. is good as well. Yeah, there's the dumb stuff, and we talked about this yesterday. It's yeah. just part of the story. You you can't tell the Nazem Kadri story without it, uh, because for all the good things that he's done in his career, and all the things that you know he's uh, tried to accomplish, uh, it's. I mean, chat was talking about this earlier before we went live, but you talk about those type of players. Right, you talk about a Marshand, you talk about Tom Wilson. Yeah, well, the difference between those two is Tom Wilson has never stopped the shenaniganery, and Brad Marshand just like he's obviously got the reputation, but as his career has gone on, he's toned it down for sure. Exactly, he learned. There were enough conversations there that he learned how to walk the line. But and and where where he can be effective and still be himself without putting his team behind the eight ball by doing you know by yeah, by being a selfish but, asshole. But point being, all three of those players, if they were on the open market and could be acquired for a fair price, every team in the league would be interested. Yeah, of course. So it's not like he's playing himself out of the league, Kadri or even Tom Wilson. But we don't no, absolutely not. I mean, the the other thing is, is I, I mean, Zach Ronaldo just got another contract. <laughs> True. Could get a lot, uh, a lot. So, like, the idea that Nazem Kadri is, like, the big, the big fear with Kadri is now that they gave him what would have been a monster regular season suspension. Yep. In the postseason last year. Would have been 15 games, basically. Yeah. They gave him a monster suspension. It basically would have been a month. Yep. And now he's in he's in everybody's crosshairs. If he breathes on a dude wrong, yeah. Despite despite the fact that his suspensions have been in line with only his history and not the history of the other suspensions going on around him. Where you see players get one game for vicious hits in the same playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Where his was super out of line. His suspension was super out of line with the rest of the rest of the suspensions. His suspensions are in line with his own personal history. Yep. And that's where they're going to go off of uh in indefinitely apparently yeah apparently he's just owned he's just in his own little world of punishment here on an on an island of punishment so they're going to they're going to have to worry about that that's that's and it's Kadri's responsibility he can't hurt his team again like that he just can't can't give him a reason to to suspend him it's it's three times now in postseasons that he has had a 
uh, a, a playoff ending suspension where he's he finished the season not on the ice helping his team. Yep. You know, and it would have been a fascinating story to see him come back in game seven. Yeah, I, I wanted to see it, man. I I was so convinced that they were going it was gonna happen and that it was going to be the Kadri game. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be he was gonna it was gonna be like a five point night. Like he was just gonna go ham. <laughs> Not the world we live in, unfortunately. The world that we live in has Breckenridge Brewery, so you can drink instead of thinking about the abs getting eliminated from the playoffs. So hit them up. Of course, you can get the bars on tap, the bars, the beers on tap at the bar. But check your local liquor store for the good company, Hard Seltzer. Super delicious stuff. I love their green apple flavor. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher to me, which is a good thing. Absolutely delicious. Uh, Wait, I need to plug real quick. Um, I'm not saying that this is smart or healthy, but I put actual green Jolly Ranchers in the green apple hard seltzers last year. And it was incredible. So just plugging that for the audience to try. There you go. Jolly Ranchers and Good Company Hard Seltzer. It's a match made in heaven. Get your Breck Brew now and check their Breck Beer locator online at their website. And, you know, if you need a little extra beer money, hit up the Ball Corporation because they are hiring for their plant in Golden right now. You can text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com to apply. They're a great company. They pay a living wage. They treat their employees very well and have a bunch of opportunities including if you are missing some holes in your resume and stuff, they will pay for courses to get you up to speed in the field. So just uh, apply, see what you can do. You need a new job, or if you're just looking to, to fill out your resume a little bit like that as well, they can help you while working for them. So check them out. Highly recommend Ball. They're they're an awesome company. They do a bunch of awesome stuff beyond just creating aluminum cans, which they are like the biggest producer ever of that as well. So yeah, they're good at what they do. Check them out. And then with all that money you didn't spend on beer, get a DNVR annual membership. Support us a little bit. Get our awesome content. Get access to the DNVR lounge. I saw a bunch of the Broncos people were pumping that up on Twitter today. It's it's dope. It's our own little uh, corner of the internet where you can come and talk sports literally all day uh it's it's easy to uh get lost on the discord for hours on end having uh arguments friendly arguments usually uh about who the best player is or or what each team should do it's great stuff can't recommend it enough of course you also get things like a shirt from dnvr when you subscribe big beers at the bar a bunch of other stuff as well beyond our exclusive content so check it out today uh have a uh have a good time with us here. There you go. Juice just got his oh boy shirt. You love to see it. Uh, the new uh, the new golf hats too. Mwah. They're amazing. I got to get myself one. Uh, all right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that DNVR code, please. Let them know we sent you. Uh, there's a question in here I wanted to ask to start off this segment there we go uh what are the chances they trade Kadri by the trade deadline what would be the triggers new hook uh yeah i i seriously doubt they would trade Kadri at all but the triggers would what be what do you trade him for right like if you're trading him that means you either have new hook who has 
come into the second line center job somehow and excelled at it. So you're looking for a top six winger at that point, I guess. Or the only other thing you would trade Kadri for is for a direct improvement at his job, right? Sure. Beyond that, I I struggle to see. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what you're gonna move him for, because you're you're in a position where you have to understand the Avs are very asset poor now. Yep, they have done the thing. They made the big moves. Okay, they 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 recouped one of them, but. The chat really wants hurdle. Most multiple second round picks in the last couple of years traded away. Uh, the a first round pick right now. They've got a third round pick next, next year. Year's draft, yeah. They've got two years. They've got fourth round picks already gone for the next two years. Yep. I fully expect the twenty twenty four fourth round pick uh, to be gone at the deadline. For some garbage who doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I it's and and then prospect wise, unless it's like a count or a powers, you know, then what are you gonna dig into? You're gonna, now you're gonna get rid yeah. of the sample rantos. Uh, it's your cupboards get thin real fast. Right. Like if you're if you're doing uh, if you're if you're moving Kadri, yeah, if you're moving him for Hurdle, you're adding to that. Yeah, you're adding significant. And what do you add to it? What do you add? I mean, Hurdle's also on an expiring deal, so that that will keep it. But why are the Sharks trading for Nazem Kadri? They wouldn't. But I mean, the, it doesn't make any sense. Even even if Colorado adds something, they can just go get right. futures from somebody. To, to my original point, it's it's really hard to find a dance partner that wants to take on Kadri to give you a better center. Right. Kadri. I mean, like, look if if somebody if somebody calls you up and says, "Hey, we'll give you," say say Pittsburgh calls you up and says, "We'll give you a first a first round pick that's for not for Nazem and Kadri," you know. You're intrigued by it, but in like only if Newhook is like right, bam, taking that job at the end. Also, that Tyson Jost is legit as your three C because you will know by that point if you're comfortable giving away the two C job to Newhook, then you also know what has happened with Jost at three C. And if you're comfortable with all those things, then maybe you take maybe you take that first round pick offer. But even, even then, then you're, you're getting worse. You're, you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. Right. The, the Avs are their window is as open as it's going to get. Yeah. So trading for futures right now is not super sensical. Right. Like uh, <laughs> it would have made it. It would have made like you, the Ryan Graves deal is how you trade for futures. Yep. You take a position of strength where you've got a little bit of excess that's of value that other teams like, other teams want. And then you move it, and you go, and you get a few, you get a pick. That is not the case with Nazem Kadri. I don't see any reasonable uh, look. Yeah. If, if Nathan McKinnon blows out his knee, and he's your one C, and you're going to miss the postseason this year, 
and because you've just had I mean, a disaster of a season, don't, don't then you just start. Yeah. Then, then, then you're selling. You're going there's, crazy. You're like, yeah, sure, Kadri for whatever we can get him for, right? Just like deranged scenarios at that. Yeah, point. like, like, if, like if, if if and there is, I I'm, I don't want to to discount this possibility. Like they should easily make the postseason. Blah blah blah. But if like a true like disaster of a season happens, like a like a like one of those seasons where you're just like what what do you even do about this? Then sure, but otherwise I just don't see a conversation where yeah it's even it's even realistic. Yes, everybody touch wood. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I don't think it's realistic to trade Kadri either. Yes, he's an expiring contract, but one as we talked a little bit on yesterday's show, it's totally reasonable that the Avs could bring him back. Yeah. And two, if you win a cup, who cares? <laughs> he comes, he goes, doesn't matter. Got cup. Uh, anyway, we've been ranting enough. We do have some some numbers and data to do yeah. on this show. Away. I do. I did want to get into. I did want to get into the advanced analytics here a little bit. <laughs> Who is Nazem Kadri as a player these days? Yeah, because I think it's in, it's interesting because there's a lot of people, a lot of people who are like he's not even a serviceable player anymore. Get rid of him. He's not worth his salary. And blah 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 blah. And like his play last year at times was absolutely problematic. Yep, it just was, man. Like it, some of that, some of that selfishness where he was like. Okay, we're rolling in. We've got numbers. It's three on two. I've got the puck. I, I I have two teammates with me. There are two defenders. Slow coming back on on the, the the forwards are slow coming back. This is a great situation. Let's try and make something happen. And he just throws the puck on net lazily, and it gets it. The the, the goalie catches it, and he Fade stops play. And you're just like, I. All right, that's well, not the worst play in the I, world. I'm more okay but... with that than when it's that type of situation. And instead of making any attempt to use his teammates, he tries to walk a dude, and it's a turnover going the other way. But... My frustration is when he when he tries. Yeah, when it's multiple players. Yeah, it's it. Look, you're gonna make a move on one guy, okay? But when you get through one guy, and then you're like, oh, let's let's try and put the let's put their whole team on a highlight reel. And it's just, uh, and then no it's a turnover a little bit, yeah. And now, and now, because you had numbers and you turned it over high in the zone, now they have numbers and you're in a bad spot. Yeah, and you're feeling bad about life. And we saw a lot of that with him last year. The one, the the reason why I brought up the walking into the zone and just throwing pucks on net <laughs> shot selection last year, no rhyme or reason to it. It was everything. If he had the puck and he was in the offensive zone, he shot it. Pretty sure that's this one. So yeah. we've we've got it, and look at that. Like, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of shots from in close. There's a lot of shots from it, everywhere, what, though. What everything like south of the circles? What is going on there? Big big fan of the two shots outside of the blue line. Yeah, <laughs> like. Cool. I mean, that's fine. Though those are outliers, obviously. Those things happen. Yeah, it's yeah. no big deal. Um, I do. I do think it's it's interesting though that 
even on the right side of the ice. Like he's he's playing center, so you know he's drifting around a little bit. But oof. I is is a little bit of this a a product of the Avs system and their like how they absolutely fell in love with that McKinnon play. I don't think so because none of the other lines really ran it effectively. I I know they would. They That's would, my point. <laughs> they would kind of try it, but not really. Um, and it wasn't like like McKinnon does it all the time, right? I, the rest Mc, of these the rest of these lines it might happen like they might like tinker with it. McKinnon has the ability to make it work somehow. Also, <laughs> like yeah, and well, and if you watch, if you look around the league, other guys have started trying to do it and. It like, just doesn't. Yeah, it is a uniquely McKinnon thing that it's had success. It, I don't get it, but whatever. He's got a great wrist shot. He knows how to put it in a certain spot where a goalie can't see it, and that helps him there. But point is, he shoots from everywhere, and I want to throw up his quick overview of last year before we get into the specifics because they're not great. Um, it's actually a little, a little discouraging that he is on the negative. He's on the wrong side of, of both of them, both yeah. offense and defense. Um, can we, can we throw the first one back up there a little bit longer? Yeah. So negative, had these been switched, you'd feel good about it. Yep. Negative, negative on negative 3% on offense and plus 3% on defense. Those are, you want those to be switched, but neither one of them is, significantly detrimental yeah right is is so deep into the into the it being on the wrong side that you're super concerned about it it is a mild concern though because he's not driving play and defensively he's not holding up his end and he needs to be better there you also see plus 12 percent penalties taken we know that that's a problem yeah that's uh Unfortunately, I think that's a problem that you're just going to have to live with with Kadri. I, yeah, that's a problem that's been here to stay his in, yeah. his entire career. The minors are not going to go away. So, so yeah, that's that's a bummer. But the rest of this is he he also does draw a lot of penalties, mm-hmm. uh, as we see on there. So when we start to break, like this is the general overview. But when we start to actually break into the specifics of things. If you look at him offensively, if you look at how the abs are with him on the ice and off the ice, it's, it's a lot more encouraging to see uh, what's actually happening with him out there in, in an isolated impact. So with Kadri, the abs offense was worse, but it was still elite in terms of driving play because without him at plus 22% is comically high. And plus 16% with him on the ice, it's not, again, it's not as good, uh, but it's it's still very good. Relative to, to other centers and other guys in the league, it's very, I mean, it, there's a lot to like there. It's extremely, it represents Kadri extremely well. Look at the heat zones and yeah. left circle and in. Like. <laughs> yep. And like we saw with the shot location, those other, you know, on the point and kind of in the middle of the ice. Yeah. For some reason that like top right on the goal line, I don't know what that's all about. That's weird. But 
the you really like for the most part that it's right in front of the goal and right on his forehand side. Yep. In a in a shooter's dream. So that's that's really encouraging. If we if we pull up the defense wowies, um, without Kadri, the negative twenty six percent just enhances. Like again, the abs defensively last year were, were ridiculous, <laughs> comically dominant in a bad division. Yep. Um, and then with Kadri on the ice again, worse with Kadri on the ice, but still better than you'll see from a lot of guys. Nothing egregious there. You have yeah, that's a whole lot of red coming from the point, which you'll take. <laughs> yep. That's that's where the big concern is. Is oh, they're shooting from the point. Your goaltender's going to take that. He's not going to mind that at all. Yep. Um. I don't. I did not bring any of the. I did not do any of the special teams because penalty kill. He was irrelevant. He played three yeah, minutes of PK time. Play PK. Um, the number was super funny. It was like negative seventy six percent. So, they, you just imagine. He, he's just jumping onto the ice at the very end of PKs, and the puck's never in, never in that zone. So that's Weird, how that happened. He was weirdly used on the power play too. Like they put him in the bumper spot at random, but. His power play numbers were elite. Yeah, I know, but when you play on a power play with McKinnon and Rantanen, that helps. Yeah, and he got replaced by Donskoy in the second half of the season because Donskoy couldn't miss and Kadri couldn't finish, so it made sense. They also really wanted that right shot. But they uh, just looking at those underlying, they should go back to Kadri uh, in that spot. Well, I don't have Donskoy anymore. Yeah. So they're going to have to please don't go back to comfort. Just go back to Kadri. Um, what else? What else? I think I've got his. Okay. So the squigglies, I usually don't pull this up. Um, and I usually don't, we don't usually mention this when we talk about it, but what I really wanted those two in the middle, the, uh, the shots at five V five and the goals five V five. Yep. Because the shots 5v5, it's the third one from the top. You look at that black line, that's four, and the red line is against. He's out shooting the opponent. The abs are out shooting their opponents when he's on the ice pretty much always. Yeah, basically all the time. And uh, pretty much the the worst case came a little blip in early February where they were barely outshot. And that that was about the worst that it got all year with Kadri on the ice. Now you see this is where shooting percentages come in because the the chart below that is goals. Yep, and you can see three blips there where they get outscored significantly. Yeah, and there was a time where it felt like the second line was always on the ice when the other team was scoring, and they couldn't ever get it back. Even even when they were even even when they were piling up points, they were giving them back, and this was kind of a year-long thing, uh, a year-long problem with Kadri on the ice is too many goals against. Yep. Some of that is bad luck, and some of that is being a part of too many quality chances uh, going against and not finishing enough offensively. Yep. So uh, some of that, some of that, you know, percentages even out a little bit for Kadri this year. That that chart, which is very worrisome, is the one that will kind of kind of work its way back Hell's to neutral. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, goes the opposite direction and looks like the shots too, where it's like the shots are great. You love that. 
Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, when the floor is even with the other team, that's uh, real good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and then you can see, you can just see last year, what was Kadri's biggest problem? It was finishing. Yep. That it, was it. It's not even, it's not even close. His, his finishing is by far is his biggest problem. To yeah, be the, the defense wasn't great, but he's not a great defensive center. He never has been. That's not really what he does. That's why they have a guy like Tyson Jost who is working his way into being a defensive stopper as a 3C um, to, to try and help manage that a little bit. It's... Yeah, the the if you if you just look at the finishing here, uh, this is the in the bottom in the bottom right where offense versus defense versus finishing. Finishing is like the dotted line, yep. and you can see two years ago had a problem. Uh, I guess three years ago had a problem, and then two years ago his first year in Colorado, good. Last year, disastrous. Yep. So needs to needs to finish needs to do a better job of finishing, and that will jump yep. way up. You don't. You don't need him in his nineteen twenty finishing way up there, but you need him significantly higher than he was last year. You would take him in just the fifty percentile, right. honestly. Exactly. As long as he's average finishing, you're fine. Yeah. You totally okay with that. And 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 you're looking at this guy who had uh, couldn't score to save his life, had a thirty game stretch where he scored four points, and he still gave the abs a forty nine percent war. Yeah. With all of that, with a six point five percent shooting percentage. It's yep. It's easy to see where this guy's value, if he just gets a little bit of a standard return to the mean here, the value is not something that the AB should be looking to get rid of. Um, talk about this a little bit more, but first, DraftKings Sportsbook really just wants to give you $200. Uh, if you sign up for a new account, use code DNVR. All you have to do is bet $1 on any week one NFL game. You don't even have to wait for the result. You don't even have to win. You just bet a dollar on an NFL game in week one with the DNVR code, and you just get 200 bucks. They just give you $200 in free bets. So jump on it. Get in there today. Bet on a, bet on a week one football game. When you get the 200 bucks, you can bet on whatever you want. doesn't have to be football. could be basketball. could be hockey. could be baseball. Literally anything. It's just two hundred dollars to make sports bets with. It's it's like a dream come true. You, if you lose it all, you've lost one dollar. If you if you make money off it, congratulations, you've turned one dollar into a, a ton of money. So either way, it's uh it's dope. Go check them out. Of course, they can bet on ridiculous things too. If you want to bet your two hundred dollars on the next table tennis event in Russia, go nuts, go ham. Maybe you have a maybe you have an inside man on something like that. Maybe you want to get put in Kespa jail and have a have the inside on the GSL and, and someone throwing a game. I don't know. Go uh, go check it out. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, again, please use that DNBR code when you sign up for a new account. Let them know we sent you, and you got to use the code if you want to get the $1 for $200 bet on week one of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and by that, I mean also brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. Go check out all of their amazing meats. Their Wagyu beef burger is delicious. You can get that down at the bar. P.S. New bar menu if you haven't been in a little while. I'm excited uh, yeah. to get back, and I'm going to try it out. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff on the menu now. I know Kale was there trying the uh, – Kale, are you a hot dog man or a glizzies man? Uh, I mean, glizzies all day, obviously. All right. Okay. Whatever. Uh, the glizzies are good, um, but the best thing is I think it's called the Bronco Burger, but it's got like – Onion rings, barbecue sauce, cheddar cheese, hatch green chili, cream cheese on it. It is decadent and massive and bad for you, but incredible. <laughs> I can't. So that sounds great in, on paper, but I don't like burgers with tons of stuff on it because it just falls apart while I eat just it. Just eat it one piece at a time anyway. Well, and that's why is because stuff just falls apart. Like I love like an egg on my burger and it gets all runny and like in theory it's great but it's just like it all just gets everywhere and i'm just like uh, come on either way check out hassle cattle company use code dnvr10 to get 10 percent your off your order with them uh if you were if you want to get the munchies before you eat you can hit up solace meds as well use code dnvr20 there to get 20 percent off your order you can order online solacemeds.com for pickup or you can go in store they have various discounts in store ranging from 15 to 25 percent off and the wheat ridge location will give you a free king cone or solace bar when you come in and buy anything so jump on it go get your cannabis needs from them You'll be you'll be set to go to eat a glizzy. I it's a hot dog. I can't call it a glizzy. I can't do it. Uh, anyway, it's getting such a stupid name for a hot dog. <laughs> getting back to Kadri, the Avs have an interesting conversation looking at this long term. I mean. Obviously, in my mind, the long-term solution to 2C is eventually transitioning Alex Newhook to that spot. That's the hope, yeah. But you look inside of their organization, and they certainly don't have a ton of natural centers. Certainly, they have Bowers, obviously, but he's not really a guy projected to play in the top six, full stop. Yeah. So, and. And if Newhook makes a transition, I guess they have Newhook and McKinnon for forever. But you look down at Ranta, winger. Olausen, winger. Bocage has played some center, but really a winger. He will not in pro hockey. He, he will not skate. be a center. He can't skate enough to be a center. No, but it's it's really... Foodie, basically. Really foodie, yeah. yeah. Even, like, you even go to their depth, I guess... Even Weiss doesn't really play center anymore. Oh, he plays he's wing, a wing. You know? Yeah. So the center depth is pretty short. Maybe if you're trying to project Ambrosio still as a center at the next level, I guess. But going to be real hard for a five nine guy to stay. Right. There. Right. He's got to. He's got to turn himself into Braden Point to stay there. And if he does. The apps are rocking at that point. <laughs> Pretty good outcome. <laughs> ah, yes. The chat bringing up our, our favorite topic. Landy at center. And moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So 
point being, there is some sense to the organization wanting to keep Kadri around, even if Newhook pans out faster than expected. Mm-hmm. Because who knows when their next center will be ready to do things. Mm-hmm. He's only 19. You have to remember that kid's still a teenager. Who knows when he's going to be ready for the NHL? Um, it, Next year. You think? Mm-hmm. Just YOLO ready and the abs don't need Kadri anymore if Newhook's ready too? Mm-hmm. Okay. You sound super confident in that. But it, I mean, what is your expectation that the abs will heavily pursue Kadri as a re signing option? Or is it just kind of a, a play it by ear situation? Play it by ear. Yeah. Okay. So as important as he may be to the team this year, the future is always cloudy, I suppose. Yeah. With him, especially just because there is like new hook. Sure. You know, um, it's, it's not hard to envision a McKinnon new hook foodie one through three, where you're just like, holy shit, the skating just kills teams. Yep. And, you know, I don't know where Jost is in that situation. I don't, you know. Right. Whatever. Cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just saying it's not hard to envision, like, things kind of breaking that way. Uh, and those guys, it, it becoming those guys. And then, you know, your 4C spot is just whatever. And. For right now, you know, it could even be, um, It's I guess it's not that hard to envision a year from now. Shane Bowers there or something, too. Yeah, it could be It could be McKinnon, Newhook, Jost, and Bowers slash Foodie. Yep. Like, Your oldest be, center would be McKinnon at 26. That's wild. Yeah, could be that could be interesting, right? And, again, you have a lot of good skating. You have a lot of, a lot of talent there. You feel pretty good about it. So there's not a lot there, and it's definitely why they need Kadri to stay healthy now. But we'll see. They, yeah, Couturier is going to sign in Colorado to be the 2C. Yes, that's my dream. Not only to that be would be my dream. He'll sign cheap enough that Colorado can afford him as well. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> he can... Give him whatever he wants to be this two C. <laughs> the Avs can't afford to give him whatever he wants. No, they can figure it out. Get rid okay. of all the get rid of all the bums. It doesn't matter. The, the every bum. Yeah. All right. All right. They do that, but they have to move Taves. Now what? Well, now you and I are fighting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now you and I are fighting, sir. <laughs> all right. Um, well, if Byron breaks out to a level, it'll be fine. <laughs> maybe, maybe they can do that, and that's how they'll get. That's how they'll make their big, uh, their big goaltender trade next year. Oh, they'll use they'll use Taves to get their goalie next year. John Gibson time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Just uh, do a big package and get Carter Hart as well. Full Yolo. Oh yeah, now now we're trading for Sean Couturier. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right, great, this is <laughs> wonderful. This yeah. is gonna go super well. Well, 
you know, if we're in fantasy land, he might as well go full fantasy. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the assets to trade for Sean Couturier. <laughs> All right, so final thoughts here on on the Kadri situation and and the Avs can kind of expand this to the Avs top six as a whole if you want. Um. Yeah, I mean, important that Kadri is the man. He's gotta, he's gotta bounce back. He's gotta, he's gotta be the guy he was in year one in Colorado. Yep. If he's that guy, they're gonna be just fine. All right. It's not that he was so bad last year, as we went through all of his numbers yep. and his underlings. He wasn't, he wasn't bad last year. He's just capable of better. Yep. And if they get that, if they get the better version of of Kadri, they're gonna be in the money. Yeah, I some. Pretty simple stuff there. Kadri bounce back a little bit and don't get suspended. Don't get yeah. suspended. Don't do the, the problem is also like don't be so worried about being suspended that, that it you ruins stop your game. Playing yeah. the right. game the way that he's been successful his whole life. Yep. He's gotta find a happy middle there. Yeah. So that uh, should just about do it for this show. Taking a deeper look at Kadri, one of the more interesting players on the Avs roster this year as far as fit and importance. Sure, we'll have a bunch more of these. I know AJ already talked about. We'll talk about Jost at some point this offseason. Yeah, I'm working on the written piece right now. So There you go. So look forward to that. I'm sure we'll do some other player breakdowns and, and more season preview stuff once we get a little bit closer to the season itself. So, yeah, you know, you can find us here five days a week. We'll be back tomorrow. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video. Helps us out a ton. We're almost to 14K subscribers. Hit that subscribe button. Help us uh, get that number up a little bit. What should we talk about tomorrow? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Does anybody have any strong thoughts about what we should talk about tomorrow? Burning questions on the avalanche. Are there, I mean... New Jersey numbers today. We found those out. The Not, the, the new guys. Yeah. So uh, it's basically the new guys taking old guys' numbers. So Malta yeah, is now 11. Okay, that's so, Gilbert. Yep, Murray is now 28. Okay, that's Cole. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kemper's 35. That's new. And Helm, of course, is 43. Yeah, he was always 43, right? And the, yep, and then McDermott is fifty six. That's a weird number. So yeah, that's that is the kind of number that you give a guy in training camp that you don't think is going to make the team. He just randomly gets assigned a number. Yeah, like that's the kind of number that Oscar Olauson will have when training camp rolls around. The Coyotes haven't actually been kicked out of Glendale yet, though, Chad. Like they're playing there this year. Yeah, I mean, what is there? What is there to say? They're getting they're getting kicked out, and it's probably just to renegotiate the lease. Yeah, they're probably just going to end up staying for much more expensive number. Yep. I think it's. I I don't know. I think it's funny that they're like get rid of the NHL team and we'll just hold twenty concerts. <laughs> It, I, like COVID isn't over, like I, you know. 
I've said this before on the Discord, but okay, that team will not leave Arizona as long as Gary Bettman lives. <laughs> like, yeah, as long as he's in charge. Yeah, <laughs> that dude refuses to let that town lose a hockey team. Yeah, I just don't even don't even think I don't even think that it's going to be a for for me. I don't think it's a conversation. There's nothing. There's nothing that I. I don't know. You know what we'll do? We'll reach out to Craig Morgan and we'll have Craig come on and talk about it. Cause you can talk to Craig. Yeah. He'll have, he'll have an opinion on it. And I can tell you right now, Rudo and I don't. There you go. It's like, look, if somebody buys them and relocates them. Okay. We're not there. They're not even for sale. As far as I can tell, there's no one the like the city pegged for it is Houston, right? And no one in Houston wants to buy. So Right. The only the only owner of the the owner of the Rockets uh has like expressed interest, but I think he's going through a bunch of legal problems. Uh, always a good time to buy a team. Yeah, so I'm not sure that's where though that's where that's headed. Um it's pretty obvious that they don't want to put another team in Canada. Yeah heard Kansas City's name floated a little bit, but I don't think yeah. they have a NHL-ready arena right now. Yeah, I mean, you get, like, Kansas City or Portland are, you are places. You put one in Portland right after you put one in Seattle, and then, right? Um, Milwaukee is another place. Yeah, Milwaukee is actually an interesting one to me, but anyway... We're we're sidetracked as as hell here, and we got to get out of here. So yeah, you guys wanted to talk. I oh, wanted us to talk about it. We just did. Bam. Yeah, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, if you have some real burning questions, hit us with a DM on the Avs account on Twitter or my account. Oh, we'll, uh, what we should do tomorrow. <laughs> just answer questions. We could do that. We can just throw a Twitter question. Oh, Mailbag pod, always good. There you go. Yeah. The producer has made it so. So we'll All probably right. throw a tweet out if you see that. Put a team in Buffalo is hilarious. <laughs> Got him. <That's... laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Uh, learn your lesson from the last team there and don't put a team there, I think, might be the uh, the answer. But anyway, thank you all. We'll be back tomorrow answering questions. Until then, we'll talk to you all later. <laughs>